Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free on the App Store. I hate being locked down by podcast apps. Oh my God, it's the number one issue in America today. I just want to be free. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshiping. And the theme this week is... Failures. When your friends just fail. Sometimes they will. They will. They will do this. Your friends are failures. Every single last one of them. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello. Jen, I'm so... ah. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Jen, like, like, here we go. Let me lay it on the line. Yeah. Um, lots going on in the country today. Lots happening in, the, in this world. And, Jen, I gotta tell you something. I get angry on the internet. <laughs> I know you do. I recently am angry. This is the new thing that makes me mad on the internet. There's a new thing every week. But I think my, my number one peeve now on the internet is people being like, this is broken and no one cares. Or like, the world's on fire and nobody cares. I know. It's like, Everyone cares. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Nobody cares. Everybody cares. We just feel lost and unsure of what to do. But everyone cares. Yeah. Like, I don't know a single person that doesn't care. It's not even just like nobody cares. So I feel like people say that, one, out of exasperation, which I totally get. Like, I mean, it, it sucks. And sometimes it can feel very alienating to feel like I care about all this shit no one else does. But, like, what would have to change for you to think that other people care? Would it be people out marching every single day? Well, people still have to do their jobs so they'll be kicked out of their homes, you know? Would it be that there are people who spend their entire workday, like, working on politics? Well, we already have those people. We pay them. And they're not doing great. They're not doing great. Uh, so, I mean, like, I guess uh, I just wanted to talk about how it, it can be frustrating because I know that there are groups of people who specifically are setting out to try and fix things, you know? Yeah. Like, and if you haven't found your group yet, if you haven't found your place to donate your time and energy and money, if those are things that you have in surplus that you can help, I mean, like, man, you need to, you need to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think if someone said nobody cares to me right now, I would probably say cite your sources. Who right. doesn't care? Who are you looking at that doesn't care? Are you looking at your Twitter feed and seeing people talking about like TV shows and stuff they like? That's okay. They still care. They're yeah. still very upset about the state of the world. Are you seeing people that like aren't tweeting about gun control? I'm personally not right now because I'm trying to not look at Twitter. Like I moved it. Um, I moved it. I didn't delete it. I'm not that cool, but I did move <laughs> it to a different place on my phone, so I don't just click it automatically. I have to think about it, and I notice when I so I don't just mindlessly absorb sadness. It's such a good idea. Yeah, it's working. I did it um, when I was on my trip after after the wedding because I was like, I don't need to go like radio silent. I still want to like talk to my friends and text and everything, and I'll still check my email because like it's fine. But I did not want to have easy access to Twitter. Like, right. that was a pretty key thing. I did it again recently. I moved, moved Twitter and made it less accessible because I was starting to feel anger at individuals. Yeah. Like, people, like, I was reading tweets and I was, it's not, it's not a good idea to be angry all day long. Right. For me personally, it does, it's not motivating. It just puts me in a, it just makes me bitter and I'm, I don't want to be a bitter person. I would love it if people could find the emotion that motivates them. If you need to be relaxed enough to like focus and make a list and like do the thing, then that's me. Like I need to be in recovery sometimes because I need to like, you know, get my brain together. If you have to be angry 
if being angry helps you to like, you know, be a, an active person, then do that. If being sad, like whatever it is, tap into it. But just know that any emotion that you feel is not helpful unless it's causing you to do something. Yeah, that's a good point. You got to kind of got to find out what motivates you to act. Yeah. It, it's, if it's not reading Twitter, then don't read Twitter all the day. I feel like we get bogged down by all of these things that we can't fix, okay? Like, no, an individual cannot fix every issue. But an individual can make a lot of progress on one issue if they pick one and they work on it. And stick to it. And stick to yeah, it and do the find thing. your thesis or whatever. But in other news, my snails missed me. Oh, did they while yeah. you were at Gen Con? Well, I don't know if it's so much that they missed me or that they just slept the whole time so that when I was back and I picked them up and I dropped them into fresh kale— and they woke up, they were like, oh, hey, Trin's back. Oh, mommy's here. <laughs> I I would like to believe that they see me as their guardian. Or their god. <laughs> it's thinking god. Think but of how much larger you are than they are. I am. Like, like a million times. And I can, I can like, change their entire ecosystem if I so choose. <laughs> By the snap of your fingers, you can change their whole world and existence. And it's fun. I try to do it as much as I can. They probably worship you. They they probably just get freaked out every couple of days. No, I They're think like, they why? pray at the altar of Trin. I certainly do. Oh, Jen. I, and I only had uh, one plant death. Oh, I, I should give some context to this. I was in Indianapolis for Gen Con. Jen was also there. Gen Con, Gen Bane <laughs> Convention. Jen and I saw each other like in passing a few times because we both were very, very busy. But I will never forget that when I saw Jen at this party that she was throwing, we just screamed at each other from across oh my God, the doorway. Yeah, I about this. <laughs> we just screamed <laughs> really at each scared. other from across the doorway. And some guy was stood in the doorway, like trying to get out of the room, being like, yeah. I. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we really trapped someone with our friendship. <laughs> I try not to do that. I was just really happy, excited to see Trin. And I was on one side of the doorway, and Trin was on the other side. And I went, Trin! And you went, Jen! Jen! And there was a guy halfway frozen in the doorway because two women were yelling pretty much right at him. <laughs> right. And he froze, and we were like, sorry! <laughs> we should have been like, Dave! <laughs> Franklin! <laughs> Whoever the hell his name is. <laughs> Eustace! <laughs> I think as he was walking away, I was like, we're happy to see you, too. <laughs> we were. But all in all, a fun convention. Had a nice time. Uh, Indianapolis, though, is now full of scooters. I love them. Okay, Jen, I hate them. The, okay, okay. Oh, 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 God. oh, oh, I have pictorial oh, evidence as to why. Here's the thing. They're a menace to every city. They are. Especially Chicago, because they're just like thrown around the sidewalks and people can't get around them. And <sighs> I read an interesting piece the other day about like how they get in the way of people that literally need the sidewalk for wheelchairs. Terrible that they do this. They're not a good idea in Chicago and they need like 10 different apps to use. Such a mess. Okay, here's the thing. If it doesn't help people that are like poor... It doesn't help. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a revolution. No. All that being said, they're really fun to ride. I bet they're really fucking fun <laughs> they're to ride. Super fucking fun to ride around. <laughs> uh, and they worked. I haven't ridden. I haven't. I haven't used one in Chicago because that I just can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. I, I don't want to look like a dork. So I was in Indianapolis. I had a minivan because. At, <laughs> Because in every Gen Con, uh, it, 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 honestly, this just stems from the time when I used to work back in the day when I worked at Cars Against Humanity and I was the only one over 25. So I was the only one who could <laughs> fucking drive a rental car. <laughs> so like I just I've grown into my like my dad van. You've leaned you've leaned in. That's who I am now. Your and dad. So I've never not driven a, a minivan or larger to Gen Con in the past like seven years, I would say. Anyway, so I drove a minivan. 
And I had to drive that van around places. I was I actually did a lot of like deliveries for people because I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> but holy shit. So I was trying <laughs> I was trying to drive down the street to make a drop off of some like decor or whatever. Look at this scoot scoot motherfucker. <laughs> Trent so, is showing me a picture of a guy really in the way. Like he is <laughs> he is in traffic on the street in the left lane in front of me where I'm trying to turn left. I ended up just just skipping the left because I was like, this is I'm gonna kill this man. Yep. And I went straight. And this guy stayed in the left lane and would not move over to the right. Oh my God. Yeah. What? For what? for blocks. What? You can't <laughs> I know. And then when I finally, when I finally got to pass him, I lean out the window and I go, This is a really fucking stupid idea. Yeah, get out of the left lane. But oh guess my what? God. He didn't hear me because he had earbuds in the entire uh, time. Was he also like texting and sending emails and like typing on a laptop? What a fucking idiot. I I was so angry. And like in my head, like I'm like trying to think like, like maybe there's a reason for this. Like maybe he's like fucking British and he thinks that the left side is the right place to be. <laughs> you know, like maybe he's like. The mental gymnastics you're going through to try to justify how idiotic this person is. I tried so hard. But then the moment where I was where I shouted at him, I was like, nobody. Uh, and he had earbuds in and completely ignored me. Yeah. Oh, man. And that was the last we ever heard of him. R.I.P. <laughs> No, that's right. so dumb. I rode them on the sidewalks mostly, which you're not really supposed to do. But I was like, ticket me. I don't care. I'll expense <laughs> it to the company. I rode on the sidewalks or the bike lane. Zoom, zoom, baby. Those things get up to 15 miles an hour, which is not fast enough to be in the left lane. No, no, it's and not. And also no one yields to you. I learned that learned that the hard way. No one, no one wants to yield to a scooter. And look at me. Of course, who, who would? <laughs> no one yields to me when I'm off of a scooter. <laughs> and that's the update. <laughs> Uh, I guess um, question end of end of update yeah. right into question. <laughs> do you feel properly updated? I do, Jen. You know what I realized? I never read the questions because we only have one question. Can I read? Yes, this one? I would be honored, Jen. Thank you so much. And then you're gonna have to do the transition into the answer. Oh, jeez. Okay, you I'll do my this. best. I know you can. Hey, Jen and Trin, am I the toxic friend? I really need your input before I open my mouth. So I'm in a friend group, and all of us are she, her, and we've known each other since school. Recently, one friend, Sarah, sent us a message regarding another friend in the group, Mary. These are fake names. Apparently, Mary's suffering in... Apparently, Muff... Murphy? <laughs> Muffin. Apparently, Muffin. <laughs> apparently, Muffy. <laughs> Our friend Muffy is suffering anxiety. Okay, apparently... Apparently, Muffy. Muff- <laughs> Again. I love it. What? Okay, you know what? Muffy. Muffy. Muff- right. we're, we're changing the fake name of Mary to a new faker name, Muffy. And I'm, I'm typing it in so I don't forget. Here we go. Apparently, Muffy is suffering anxiety <laughs> to the extent that she's looking into counseling. Oh, my God. I shouldn't laugh through this sentence I, specifically. I know, I know. Whatever. All right. But being in the UK and NHS t- wait times being what they are, she'll be waiting for months yet. I understand anxiety is a nightmare, and I'm truly sorry for it, for what Muffy is going through. <laughs> it's okay. We're having some levity. <laughs> However, when I got this message, all I could think was, where were you all when I needed you? A couple of years ago, I was in a very dark place. Without getting into details, I reached out to my friends, and I got silence in reply. It hurts, and it still hurts, although I've never talked to them about it. Am I in the wrong to be angry that they'll help Muffy, but not me? (laughs) Why is Muffy so great? Because it really comes unexpectedly. (laughs) Oh, God, there's like, there's a few more. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
I haven't breathed a word of this to them. I even recommended the counseling center I used to Sarah so she could tell Muffy about it. <laughs> I started it. laughing before that one even came up. I'm, I'm so sorry to any Muffies out there. I daren't say anything else because I'm so upset, although I'm acutely aware that this isn't about me. I'm in a much better place now, so the time for their help has passed. But how do I get over this and help Muffy? Oh, Muffy. <laughs> oh, Muffy. <laughs> okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Like, uh, isn't that, is that a good transition? That's perfect. Cool. Yeah. I, I noticed something stood out to me immediately, which was the word, the, the, the use of the word toxic. That is, yeah. So their first question was, am I the toxic friend? And that's a hell of an opener. That'll get me to read your email. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, no. Oh, I have to, I need to see if you're a toxic friend. I don't see anything toxic in here. Yeah, yeah. You can have disagreements and failure and mess up without being toxic. It's not like there's two sides to every fight, toxic and non-toxic. Yeah, toxic is a, is a big, important label that yeah. we try not to use too lightly. You can fuck up, fail, you can hurt someone's feelings, and you probably will, without being toxic. Right. Toxic is like a chronic pattern of behavior. Normal things that are failures, like when you bail and you shouldn't have bailed, or you said something mean one time, or you forgot to say thank you, or you ask your friend for rides way too much and you never give them gas money. None of those things are toxic behavior. Those are normal human fuck-ups. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't, see, I don't see you as a toxic friend. I do see you as someone who's clearly hurting yeah. and not over the failures of your friends. Even You said yourself this was years ago that your friends failed you, and uh, it's, you're, you're definitely holding on to that. Yeah. I also don't think that there's toxicity in terms of your friends. I do think that your friends messed up. Well, that's the other thing is I don't know if your friends messed up because we're talking about something that happened years ago. We don't know what you asked for. So let's talk about some of the things that you can ask for and the behaviors you can expect when you ask for those things. Right. Their language here, Trin, was a couple of years ago. I was in a very dark place without getting into details. I reached out to my friends. I got silence in reply. So does that mean that you literally sent out a text message that said, I'm sad, please help, no further instructions, and then nobody responded? Does that mean you emailed everybody and said, I'm sad, could you check in on me with texts and stuff? Or did you say, hey, everybody, I'm in a dark place and I just need to be reminded that I am loved. Please say nice things about me. Or did you reach out and you gave them your whole story about why you're sad but did not actually say what you needed? I wish I could tell you that there's no wrong way to ask for help. And I guess there really isn't, but there are definitely there are more effective more ways. effective ways. And people, especially young people, and it seems like at this time years ago, your friends were obviously younger. That's how time works. People are so notoriously bad at seeing what is right in front of them. So, you, I mean, did you wave and shout? Were you discreet? Right. I don't, we don't want to gaslight you into thinking you, you did something incorrect here. This was years ago. You were not as clear and effective about your emotions then as you were now. And neither were your friends. Yeah, I would say, like, if we're talking about something that's a few years ago, even if there was absolutely no, like, nebulousness at all, even if you're like, hey, friends, I'm sad, I need this, 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 and this thing, could you please chip in? And then they never said anything at all. That would still just be a failure and not a toxic thing. Based on that alone, which is all the information we have, we can only do what we can with the information we have here. That yeah. still doesn't strike me as toxic. So let's figure this out. It seems like you need some help deciding how to feel better about this. So whether it's you need some closure on the situation, maybe you want an answer, or maybe you just need to be mad and for them to know that you're mad. Like there are lots of ways to start this. 
But it does seem like there's something like bubbling up under the surface and we're going to have to get our Q-tips out, put one on either side and pop. Yep. You could talk to your friends about this, I suppose, uh, but you may really, really shock them. And I want you to be prepared for that because it sounds to me like you need to hear the words, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And you can probably extract this apology, but it might be difficult on you and your friends. It might be burdensome. At the beginning of it, we have to decide what you want. So let's say the asker wants an apology. How would we go about getting that? I would say, hey, friend, um, this is going to be uncomfortable because it was so long ago. But can I talk to you about something? It'll just take 10 minutes. I don't want to ruin our days or anything. Yeah. That's personally how I would do it. Just because, again, it was years ago. And here's the thing. There's evidence right in front of us in this question that your friends have grown and changed because they're helping Mary now. And we don't know that they... Muffy. They're helping Muffy now. Yeah. And there's no nothing in this question that says they wouldn't also help you right now if you needed it. They yes. didn't help you then, but they, they're now helping Muffy. Yeah. I think, that, I think that there's just been a lot of growth here. So, I mean, like the conversation can go a bunch of ways. It can go like, hey, hey, guys, but also don't, don't involve Muffy in this because Muffy's having oh, a hard yes, time right now. Totally. Yeah. If you want an apology from Muffy or if you just want Muffy to know that you were upset about what happened a few years ago, you can talk to them. But I would say like now's not the time. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So all my friends other than Muffster, you would say something <laughs> Group like. Group chat minus Muffy. <laughs> you'd, you would have to, you'd have to decide what you want and then say it right away to say something happened a few years ago and it's making it difficult for me to be there for Muffy the way I want to. I just want to make you aware that this hurt me and I would love an apology or I just want you to be aware that this, that this hurt me and I'm not over it and I don't know if I'm going to be over it anytime soon, but I wanted to clue you in on the fact that this felt shitty. Oh, Trin, that was so good. Because, you know, I keep leaning on the fact that this was years ago, this was years ago. But really what's happening is this thing with the muster is stirring up a lot of dark feelings. Yeah. So it is timely still. It's still it's still relevant because it's still hurting you. Right. It just feels more immediate because of the Muffy situation. Right. And I mean, if the Muffy situation never, ever, ever happened, were you just never, ever, ever going to get mad at this? Or has this been eating at you and now it feels immediate? Right. I think either way, a conversation is a good idea. You don't always have to voice your hurts and your angers to your friends. You can you can deal with things on your own, but it looks like you're not actually getting over this by dealing with it on your own. Right. I know I've said this in episodes before, and it's something I learned in therapy. It's kind of a heavy statement, which is you may need to learn to accept an apology that you will never get. Yeah. And that's a that's a big deal, though. Okay, that might not be the situation. You probably can get an apology, or you can at least clear the air. Yeah. Like you might feel really better saying the words out loud. The apology can sound like different things other than I'm sorry. The apology can sound like, oh my gosh, wait, what are we going to call the asker? Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> I, like your friends may something, say something like, oh my gosh, Buffy, I didn't realize it was that big of a situation. Or, oh my gosh, Buffy, I just didn't know what to do. So I didn't say anything and I didn't want to make things worse. Um, they may get defensive, you know? Like, right. Nobody's perfect. People will fail. And people can fail in this situation, too. They could say something like, well, why didn't you ask for something more specific? Why blah, blah, blah. Why are you bring this up now? We're all worried about Muffy. Buffy. And, and, you, and you obviously have very logical, even keeled answers for those things. You could say, well, I'm bringing it up now because it, it, we're talking about Muffy's feelings and it brought it up a little bit fresh in my mind and it made me hurt again. 
And then your friends might say something like, well, what do you want us to do in response? I don't think your friends are that big of assholes. But then you just say like really plainly, like, I just want you to know that you hurt me and I want to do better next time. And I feel like we're already doing better for Muffy. And, you know, maybe one day I, Buffy, will be back in Muffy's situation. (laughs) And I want to know that I can count on you guys. And uh, can you show me that you will? Yeah. Can you show me that you love me, Buffy, as much as you love her, Muffy? Exactly. I don't think we could make this any more clear for you guys. (laughs) And my cousin, Duffy. (laughs) It sounds like you need some love from your friends. Maybe if maybe if it's not a direct apology, maybe you like maybe you needed a reassurance. Like, hey, we're all here for Muffy right now. If things got bad for me, you'd be here for me, right? Yeah. And they will be like, of course, Buster. Yeah, of course, we love you, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. I just uh, I really love that you now have the opportunity to show your friends what you needed by giving that to Muffy. Yeah, and that was their instinct too. The last thing they wrote to us was. Uh, I'm much better place now. How do I get over this and help Muffy? So you want to do better than what has been done onto you. And that is such a wonderful instinct. I don't sense any like bitterness toward you, even though you're, 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 I think you're envious of the treatment that Muffy is now getting. And I understand that. But the fact that you're not acting on bitterly on that envy is like, says, really says volumes about you. Because the world's not fair. And sure as hell is not. And you were failed by your friends. You are correct that you were failed by your friends. But I don't think that you will gain anything by extending this hurt. And when you're helping Muffy, like I said, you know, show them what you needed by treating Muffy well. But I, that doesn't mean give Muffy everything that Buffy needed. You know, listen to Muffy. Oh, right. Muffy probably has different needs than you yeah, do. Yeah, that's a good point. Ask questions. What I believe you wanted from your friends back in the day was their response and their very specific care of you. So give very specific care to Muffy and not just what makes you feel better. You really don't know what it means, what they're going through. Yeah. And you really can't copy and paste the kind of stuff that your friends can give. I think you're going to be okay. I can feel your hurt and that hurts me a little. Yeah. Because, man, it... You know, if if someone you don't like lets you down, it's kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. But when your friends do it and you know how awesome they are, it's like, you're that awesome and you still really hurt me. Yeah. Like, none of this is toxic, though. This is just being a human being. What I hope for is I hope that your friends recognize where they failed and maybe they'll say something like, oh, man, I should have been listening harder. Or like, "What, what, what, what did you want me to do for you? Maybe I can do that now sort of thing. Answer questions. And I I hope that your friends do ask questions. You want to kick around some like things that you can do for a friend who is in the situation of being in a dark place or having anxiety? Oh, yeah. Something I do when I'm feeling low is I literally ask for compliments. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's not like a fix-all, but a compliment from a person you really love or, or whose opinion you really respect does go a long way. So I usually sometimes I say to my partner, like, tell me something I'm good at. And I, I try not to do this too often because it's not really fair to spring, spring this on a person and expect them to have a thousand new creative compliments for me like every single afternoon. This is real life. It's not a Taylor Swift album. Mm. Um, but, but it's still OK to tell your friends, can you tell me why, why you like me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you have a compliment? So I would say for me, half the time when I'm like if feeling anxiety and things suck, I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And like and my favorite thing are uh, like texts from my friends that are like, hey. I know you feel like shit. You don't have to respond. Here's a cute frog. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like, you don't feel like digging into it. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, and then sometimes it just, you know, I, I do want to hear from people. But I'll usually tell people that because that's uh, the opposite of how I usually do. Because I'm, I'm one of those people who, like, digs in yeah. and just, like, is in a ball, you know? Yeah, Trin, that's good. That's a good example of you being like, okay, now I do need, I do need to hear from you. Right, right, yeah. right. 
So I, I would say listen for that. Be really careful that Muffy actually wants you all to like descend upon her with love, by the way. Yeah. If Muffy just dropped like randomly, like, hey, I'm really anxious and I'm going into therapy, that doesn't necessarily mean to send me an edible arrangement. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean like I'll come over to my house. Right. It might mean like, it might mean I need to be alone for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, figure out what the actual needs are um, or offer what you can literally do. Another one. You know the cliche, like, what's your love language? Yeah. And I think that's a little, little limiting, all those options, but there's mine is definitely acts of service, and that usually means, like, ordering me a pizza. <laughs> so, like, is there an act of service that your friend, that you just, you guarantee, like, what is the, what's the thing your friend loves almost 100% of the time? Pizza. Pizza. And the answer... It's probably pizza. Simply is pizza. So we've been talking, we've been wanting to do a real like episode of like friend, just dissecting the friendships of blank movie. And we haven't done that in forever. We were going to do that for Pokemon, but then the movie didn't make any sense. <laughs> I know, we couldn't follow the plot. <laughs> like I want to do Captain Marvel. I want to do Avengers. Like I love doing like those big movies that everybody kind of has to see. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Otherwise you have nothing to share or talk right, about. Right, right. And like it's all, it's all that's happening on Twitter. Yeah, I felt I got some Marvel fatigue in there a couple like a while and I was excited to see Endgame but definitely before that I was like I guess I guess I know I'm gonna end up seeing Ant-Man yeah (laughs) absolutely there's like it's like unavoidable it's inevitable that I will see (laughs) Ant-Man and I did Paul Rudd showed up at my house and he was like I'm here I'm here to show you (laughs) Ant-Man that's what I call my penis (laughs) I don't know why I don't know where that came from Paul Rudd would name his penis Ant-Man probably yeah (laughs) I also like, so I've been haranguing Jen about watching Steven Universe. And it's only because, so, okay, Jen, you know that tweet going around that's like, okay, everybody, let's just admit that we're never going to watch that show all of our friends are making us watch. Sometimes it happens. Oh, it totally does. You know, and I just suddenly watched the entirety of Steven Universe in the past few weeks. And uh, the movie's coming out soon. Oh, cool. It's in September. Uh, and Chance the Rapper did the music. So I feel Shut like, up. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So, Jen, I feel like all as right. a Chicago I'm coming. In. You kind of have to do this. Yeah, yeah, you can continue to harangue me. I admit I have a harder time getting into cartoons, and it's not, or like, it's technically a cartoon, right? It is. Yeah, it's, and it's not because I think they're childish or anything. It's more like they just don't grab my attention as much as live action does, but uh, it's on my list. I mean, and I, I think I said this uh, another time in the podcast that, like, I actually genuinely didn't even really like Steven Universe for the first few episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just like, you know what? Steven and Carlin really love this, so there's no way that this is not going to pay off. And I was totally right. Oh, that's so funny. But the episodes are only 10 minutes long. So, like, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Right. They're really, really short. So it's like, I'll, you know, you'll watch five shitty episodes. I'm sorry. The first few episodes are not that great. Like, no, that's helpful for me to, that's helpful for me to know. It's not one of those things where it's like, okay, first you got to watch season seven and then you got to watch season two in reverse. But skip season three until you watch season one. It's like, Jesus Christ. Right. T- what? So but much work. So there's the thing. Like, you know, five episodes of Steven Universe, that's literally one episode of the new Katie Sackhoff science fiction program, which I am watching. And she kicked a man's ass for being incorrect three times. Oh, that's awesome. Is that the Field Museum person? Uh, Katie Sackhoff? Yeah. No, Katie Sackhoff is uh, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's many things. She's also married to Carl Urban. Really? Of all the random. Married to, don't tell me, not Faramir. Um, no. What's Carl Urban's character in Lord of the Rings? Is he in Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Carl Urban is in Lord of the Rings? Hold on. As, uh, I hope I'm talking about, yeah, Carl Urban is. Who does um, he play? He plays uh, Eomer. Duh. He's Eomer? Yeah. What oh are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Carl Urban. Eomer. 
what the fuck? That is him. Yeah. I don't know why, but like, oh, because he's blonde. That freaks me out. He does look out. different. He's got a big helmet on. It's like, so anyway, so Carl Urban and Riders Kate's- of Rohan. <laughs> I love you, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted screaming about Lord of the Rings. You know what? Of all the times to interrupt me screaming, this was the one that I think mattered the most. <laughs> But Carl Urban and Katie Sackhoff are like uh, like science fiction uh, royalty. Totally. I imagine they make bank off of going to like Comic-Cons. I know. Dude, so Katie Sackhoff in this new, it's called like Another Life or something. I've watched one episode. It is pure garbage. It is the kind of garbage. I just hook it up. Just hook it up oh, into me. So like it's science, me in. science fiction garbage? Yes. Oh, all right. I'm writing this down. What's it called? Uh, Another Life. It is trash so far, and every sexy person of color from, uh, like, The Flash and The CW or whatever is in this. Uh, oh, beautiful. It's very it's very well cast so far. Um, like, it's a very—they uh, didn't skimp on the women. They oh, didn't good. skimp on the people of color. They are like, it's the future, and we're in space, okay? There's only a few Whites white people. Whites only. <laughs> right? I hate that. <laughs> it's like, white men are, I think, I think the math is like, they're like 30% of like the U.S. population. That sounds like way too many. It's probably less than that. But like, in the future, I guess they're like 80% of us, um, but not in this series, which is really great. I, uh, I started a new TV show last night. Have you ever heard of the show Black Sails? No. It's about pirates. I was going to say it's definitely pirates. Yeah, it's supposed to be a prequel to Treasure Island, which I'm like, that's ambitious. Yeah. One of the most important novels of all time. Okay. And then I, I Googled it because I was like, what's the deal with the show and how can I watch it? Because I like pirates. I was yeah. like, I, I wanted some trash garbage. I was looking for some garbage entertaining TV. Totally. Um, so I Googled it and I guess I guess the show started as a free series on YouTube, <gasps> which is kind of like, oh. I love like all a good classic TV show started for free on YouTube. You know, this is going to be good. So I started last night in the fir- and I, I got like 40 minutes in before I had to go to sleep. But pretty good. That's pretty, great. It's pretty good. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to spoil I'm going to spoil it a little here. So if you think you might watch this, you probably won't. So let me just spoil it for you. OK, spoil it. The pirate uh, Blackbeard, the famous pirate, is a woman. <gasps> and this is and they ask her like, what's her beard? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So she takes off her robe and her beard is downtown. Nice. I know. And they show it because it's like on stars or whatever. And apparently it was free on YouTube. As I, I said, I was like, her so I, much. I know. I went, oh, Blackbeard's a woman. And then they reveal why she's Blackbeard. And I went, oh, my God, that's amazing. I love and then her. A, and then an orgy happens with seven women and one man. And I was like, all right, this is kind of exactly <laughs> the kind of trash I was looking for. Oh, my God. I hope they ignored the one man the entire time. They were way too into the man. Isn't that how the way it always goes? I in know. Fucking. I will say they TV were they orgies. were enjoying themselves, but it was like he doesn't need to be here. That reminds me of the threesomes that happened in Battlestar Galactica with Cylon Six and then the journalist Cylon and Gaius Baltar. So Six is the ultra hot, the ultra hot yeah, blonde yeah. lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who the fuck would be paying attention to? I know. Like, <laughs> I, you're, there's these two sexy blonde robot yeah. ladies. And then Gaius Baltar? Yeah, are you kidding me? He's like, he's the worst. Also, Gaius Baltar has sex with like everybody in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, he does. I remember it was a couple surprises. Like he has sex with Starbucks. Yeah. I was like. I forgot. And she calls him Lee. She calls him Lee. Who's also a weenie. He's also a weenie. I liked Lee because he was just like, he just reminds me of all the men I know. I just, kind of a weenie. Oh, God. <laughs> it's such a weebo. Uh, Jen, I think because, you know, we're wrapping up. Let's, yes. Let's end this with our favorite science fiction men. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like... Um, God, who do I like? Who's even in science fiction? You know what? My favorite science fiction man is Greg Universe. Oh, Steven Universe's dad. Nice. He's a really good dude. He's solid. 
Uh, I like Adama. Oh, yeah. He's a good dude. My dad. Yeah, he's our dad. Papa Dama. Yeah, I like I like Adama. Um, I, I like... Um, I like Poe and Finn. Oh, oh, you've got good ideas. See, you know all the men. Um, who else do I like? That might be about it. Well, <laughs> this has been French. I like Han Solo, but we only need we don't need any more Han Solo no, characters. There's only one Han Solo, and we don't need to c- try and replicate him. Okay. No more solos. It's yeah. his name is Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. What? Now, now every male in in fiction needs pretends they're Han Solo, and God. it sucks. Fucking Andy Dwyer in space. Oh, oh God, yeah. I really hate. Anyway, this is Friendship Bing <laughs> with Sean and Trin. If you'd like to send us a question, you can at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, let us know if there's any specific media you want us to dissect the friendships of. We were thinking maybe Stranger Things. We we're thinking maybe Steven Universe oh, when the Stranger movie comes would be out. Good. Yeah, that'd, I think it'd be a good one too. Let us know. Follow us on Twitter at Do Friendship. Um, thank thank you. you. Really? We don't do I feel like there should be more to this. <laughs> In general, in life, I agree. There's more to this life. (laughs) Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox and Jordan was the intern, right? Yeah, thanks, intern Jordan. And thanks, intern intern Jordan, for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent, to Lauren Gallagher for designing, to Molly Lewis for singing, and to you, our audience, for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Do it. It's coming. Get out. (coughs) Get out. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm good. Okay, yeah. I'm back.